forward line you would love on a video game. It's a dream come true. It's absolutely everything you'd want. It'd be a total blast if you were playing with digit dots. But you're not. This is really the NHL, and I have real questions about the Penguins' presumed number one line. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. I also do Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates, if you're into the football and or baseball thing. Give those a listen as well, please. The NHL is supposed to be opening training camps on January 3rd and the regular season on January 13. Simple math tells you there won't be much of a camp in there. We're talking about 10 days, and given normal rest requirements, you're probably talking about nine practices and zero preseason games. That tells you, without even wondering about it, that not just Mike Sullivan, but 30 other head coaches had better enter camp knowing, not guessing, not wondering, not hoping, but knowing what they expect their forward line's defense pairings to be. In the Penguins' case, most of the discussion among fandom, at least from what I can gather, has been about the third and fourth lines. Who's going to be doing this? Who's going to be a scratch? Is a young player going to get a chance? And so forth. I'm still looking at the top two lines, but especially the number one line. Jim Rutherford and Sullivan as well have made clear that the expectation is that Kasperi Kapanen will start out on the top line alongside Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. In my mind, you'd be nuts to not do that. You give up an awful lot for Kapanen. He's right-handed. He can fly. He can do a lot of the things that Sid likes his wingers to do. And you also, going beyond that, have a pretty good sense for what Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust could do. You'd have two guys just on the right wing that would be blazing fast. And if you want to stretch it a bit further and go to the third line, and Brandon Tanev's your right winger on that side, depending on how that line shakes out, you're talking about a ton of speed coming at teams from the right side. That's a neat weapon to have. It's something that keeps teams uh, off balance if you will, if they know that they're constantly being threatened with speed from the one side. That's that's cool. But your number one, your number one line, you have to start out with Kapanen alongside Crosby and Gensel. The main reason for that is, is it just makes too much sense. The other reason is the obvious and underlying one that you just gave up an awful lot for the kid. You got to try it out. I'm not holding my breath that it's going to be great. I would love to be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being 
cynical or a downer or whatever else here. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for someone to say a month into the season, look, you moron. Look what these three guys are doing together. You thought it wasn't going to work. Great. Shove that in my face when it happens. But for right now, for right now, I'd like to see them together. I'd like to see the chemistry that they show, uh, particularly along the boards and down low in the attacking zone. Say whatever you want about Sidney Crosby's greatness at all points on the rink, but his engine is revved along the boards in the attacking zone. Always has been, always will be. He'll never be able to change that part of his game, and here's hoping that he never does. That's one part of it. The other part, and I'm really fearful that this is the bigger part, who's going to come back? Who's going to come back? Who's going to back check? Who's going to go and take care of the dirty stuff that Dominic Simone used to do? You could say what you want about Dom never finishing, but the fact of the matter is is that both Sid and Jake were very, very, very clear, very adamant, and I might add very authentic, that they loved playing with Dom. Now, do I want to go make a trade with the Flames to bring Dom back and throw Kasperi Kapanen out on the street? Heck no. Kapanen's upside, including in this role, are through the roof compared to what you'd get with Dom. But that doesn't change the fact that somebody has to do those things. Sid and Jake, just as clearly as they love Dom, made known that they weren't crazy about having to do those things themselves. They like finding open ice. They like stretching the rink. They liked having somebody back there who could stretch the rink on the other end. Dom could do all that. Dom would back check. Dom would get the puck. He'd win it. He'd look up, and he'd make a terrific first pass. Might not end up with an assist on it, but it would lead the attack. It would spark the attack. There are countless examples of this, and no, they usually don't show up under the GA or PTS columns. They just don't. But it worked. It worked. Those guys, Sid and Jake, produced. What happens when you have a dynamic where all three are legitimately expected to produce, and none of the three, being blunt here, is going to be that guy. Kapanen has some defensive responsibility in his DNA. He became a pretty good, not great or excellent, two-way forward, two-way winger with the Maple Leafs. We haven't seen enough of him directly since he was gone, I think, to make any kind of firm pronouncements about it, and I'd, I'd rather wait to see what he does on this team with these players to make my own. But I do know right now that he's not that guy. He's not going to be the one that takes care of things. So what happens with the rest of them? Jake isn't that guy either. You don't want Jake to be that guy. He's not a particularly defensive stalwart. He's just not. I mean, Jake does so many great things, and he's a wonderful asset to this franchise. He's not that guy, and you wouldn't want him in that role anyway. Dude scored 40 goals in the National Hockey League. Let him score goals. Sid 
Sid is where it gets a little muddy. Don't laugh at that because Sid, you can't have it both ways, Pittsburgh. You can't say Crosby should absolutely be a nominee for the Selkie every year, but there's no way he should ever be the one who backchecks. I mean, you, you can't have it, have one and then sneeze off the other. Sid is a superb defensive forward when his focus is there, meaning the game situation. But I don't want Sid being the guy who sparks the attack either. I don't want Sid to come back, you know, lift up somebody's stick, muscle them off, get the puck, look up and see where Kapanen and Gensel are hanging out by the red line. No thanks. No thanks. Sid's not the trailer on the attack. Gino is. Gino loves that stuff. He loves to come late. Not Sid. Sid wants to lead the attack. Sid wants to be part of the attack. He wants to go down the boards and grind and bump it out and whatever else and do whatever it takes to maintain possession and create some offense. That's not late. That's on arrival. Maybe there's a way that Mike Sullivan can work it out so they're out there with uh, a couple of better defensive players meaning defensemen. Maybe he decides to put them out there as often as possible with with John Marino and Marcus Pedersen and tells those guys, hey, make sure you take care of business, and by the way, look up ice and see if you can find those guys and spring them. Maybe that's part of the answer instead of having, let's say, for example, a high-risk guy like Chris Letang being behind them. Maybe that's a thought. But from the forward level, I don't see it. I don't see it. Please... Please remember this and tell me that I was completely wrong a month into the season, but I don't think that I will be. I really don't. When we come back, you know, more hockey. Within the hockey realm, the Florida Panthers announced the creation of what they're calling a goaltending excellence department. And yeah, I know when you think of excellence, the first thing that pops into your mind is the most mediocre franchise in the NHL, one that can't win anything despite having some pretty healthy talent down there in Sunrise. But 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 I digress here. This is going to be headed by Roberto Luongo, who, of course, was the Panthers' goaltender at the end of his career. And he's being joined by Rob Tallis. Some of you will remember for having a really a less-than-mediocre career as a backup in the NHL. American Hockey League coach Leo Luongo, who I have to pr- presume is related to Roberto Luongo, and the legendary, legitimately legendary goalie coach, Francois Allaire. Now, if this thing were just Francois Allaire, who has overseen some of the greatest goaltenders in the league, I'd be like, okay, you've formed a goaltending excellence department. As it is, it sounds like 
a really cool name that somebody stuck on. Hey, here are the new goalie coaches. This thing is being further described by the Panthers as an aligned approach, including scouting, to uniformly develop goalies at every level of the franchise on and off the ice. Again, sounds really good. Sounds pretty fancy. Sounds like the Panthers might be onto something. All this is is player development. Every team, every sport, every league has exactly this concept applied to player development. There's nothing original, imaginative, or innovative about this. Nothing. Zero. This actually reeks of some of the more highbrowed baseball stuff that you hear about, where they take a concept that's been around for a hundred years, like the shift. Ooh, they pioneered the shift. The shift has been in play for a few years now, and the A's or whoever were the ones that... No, man, you can go back to footage that's brown and white, not black and white, brown and white, and find managers putting on shifts. I could show you a shift that the Pirates put forth in the 1971 World Series that would make these shifts look like nothing. They had everybody to one side of the field. Danny Murtaugh didn't pioneer it either. Neither did Chuck Tanner or Jim Leland or anybody else. It's been around forever. But people love to attach new fancy names to things. The Goaltending Excellence Department. Well, the reason I'm sharing this with you, alas, is not to poke even more fun at it. Although the, the, the wording of the concept is just embarrassing. It's to point out that I actually think the Penguins could use some more of this. Not the stupid wording. Not the haughtiness. But the aligned approach, even if they don't call it that. I've long had the sense in this organization there's, that there's a disjointed approach with goaltending. And that goes from when they're drafted to when they turn pro to when they make it to Pittsburgh. If you want proof of that, probably the most powerful example is that Mike Bales was the Penguins goaltending coach at the NHL level right up until Marc-Andre Fleury was gone, and then Matt Murray wanted to stick with Mike Buckley, who'd been his guy in the NHL or in the AHL, and brought him up. Well, if the Penguins had some sort of a line to anything there, your goaltending coaches throughout should have been, if not necessarily the exact same people with the exact same thoughts, but they should have been on the same page. It shouldn't have been some big dramatic thing that Murray would need his own guy. And that goes double for instructing coaching goaltenders who are not yet in your employ, meaning you've drafted them, they're in your system, but as is the case with the two guys the Penguins just took in the most recent draft, they're both overseas, they're both getting their own coaching, their own tutelage, occasionally a European scout or someone else representing the Penguins over there will check in and, hey, how you doing, and this and that, but it's not going to be the same as getting universal instruction. So at the same time and in the same breath that I mock the Panthers 
and point out and stress that they're not onto anything new, I feel comfortable sharing with you that I don't think the Penguins are particularly great at this thing. And if it requires someone coming up with some hokey, silly phrase like this to coin a new department, I'd be all in favor of it. When you're drafting goaltenders, it's the biggest risk you take at that event. There's a reason goaltenders have a really hard time going anywhere in the first round, much less up high. Flurry was the first number one overall for a reason. It's rare. They're erratic. They're different. They behave funny. Uh, they're unpredictable. Their athleticism doesn't always uh, translate into competitiveness. And it takes years sometimes to find out what they're really made of. Look at Jordan Bennington in St. Louis. I think the Penguins could put a little bit more into this, but then there's a lot that I think the Penguins can do as far as development of younger players, not to mention acquiring younger players. It just hasn't been an emphasis, especially at this point later in the careers of Sid and Gino. So just a thought, just a thought. When we come back, just one question. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. time for just one question and that's brought to you on this program always by our friends at the greater pittsburgh community food bank uh, i don't need to advise you on this i don't need to sell you on this i definitely don't need or want to push you on this we're at the peak of a pandemic that's taken a quarter of a million americans lives we have people in our region who are hungry who don't know where their next meal is coming from when we look back at this time in history, it'd be nice to remember that we did what was right and what was good. Visit pghfoodbank.org to find out how you can help. You'd be surprised how little it takes to have a really big impact. pghfoodbank.org Today's question, just one question, comes from Andrew Everett who asks, Do the Penguins retire any current jersey numbers besides Sid. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. How could you leave Gino out of that? Um, not not snapping at you here, Andrew, or anything, but my goodness. Uh, there's not that much daylight between Sid and Gino and the impact that those two have had on this franchise. Uh, these are three-time cup champions. Gino is an MVP. Uh, scoring champ. Uh, I don't. I feel silly even having to make the case, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I do think that the more 
relevant debates or the ones that will become actual debates would be, let's say that Chris Letang stays in Pittsburgh for the duration of his career. I'm not sure that he will. High-risk, high-reward defenseman, you've already seen different junctures where that looked like a tense situation, including with Rutherford. That's always going to be a a challenge to try to say, all right, well, look, just one more year. We'll figure out what we need to do to keep Tanger from taking all these chances. Tanger's coming off a great year. He just is. It it was – I know – Everyone remembers the mistakes and so forth, but he did some uh, amazing things toward becoming more consistent and more reliable, and he was that. He really was. It's not just a case of remembering the last bad thing that you saw. But for him to ascend, he'll never, let me take that back, he'll never ascend to the Sid and Gino level, but for him to ascend to the level of somebody that you would talk about retiring a jersey, it would have to be more about longevity. It would have to be more about, wow, he spent, you know, 17 or 18 years in his entire career and is universally or almost universally acknowledged as the best defenseman in franchise history. Uh, Certainly when you include his longevity and games played and holding all the franchise records, you could make a case for him. Anybody else on the roster is 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 really tough. You said current jersey numbers. I mean, there isn't anybody else that would go into that. When you're talking about other players, the the two that jump to mind are Yarmir Yager, who absolutely will, Mario said so himself, have his number hanging one day in PPG Paints Arena. And the other one that's going to keep coming up until it kind of fades, and I think that it will fade over time, is is Marc-Andre Fleury's. Um, the passion for him, uh, who he is and what he represented here, with every year that he's no longer here, and eventually he's not going to be in Vegas anymore, might not even be there much beyond this season with the way the Golden Knights handed five years just now to Robin Leonard. Uh, he's going to start feeling not like just any other opponent, but more like it. You know, and I don't think you're going to see that same clamoring unless, and and hate to float this irresponsibly, but unless someday, somehow, Flower were to come back, I don't think that'll be this season. In fact, I'm sure of it because the Penguins could never fit that cap hit underneath. Plus, you need Tristan Jari to be able to spread his wings a little bit. But if Flower does come back at some point later in his career and resurrects a lot of that feeling, especially if he performs well, then you might have something. Other than that, no, Andrew, no, there's there's nobody else. And really, you don't want there to be a lot of names in this discussion. You just don't. You want that to be a special honor. You want that to really mean something. Remember, after 50 years and change, there are only two jerseys up there right now. That's Mario's and Michelle Briere's 21, and he died, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, tragically in a car accident after his rookie year that's that's the size of the field that's it it'll grow but it doesn't need to grow too much thanks so much for the question good stuff and thanks to everybody for listening your front door your car your gym locker your gun Safety is a habit. 
Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.